Hello and welcome back to the JNT podcast. Me, Tom. Me, James. And I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got loads of good stuff in this episode, especially recommendations. So make sure you listen to the end. Hello and welcome back to the JNT podcast. The first section, uh, doing Would You Rather with Susie. Yeah. <laughs> And um, sorry for being had to put one out last week, but uh, I got one out this week, and we planned it a bit more. So, <laughs> going to be hopefully going to, should be you, good this time. Yeah. <laughs> it be, be an improvement. Would you, would you rather questions? And we're going to um, be getting Susie and James's opinion. So, I'm going to start off with: Would you rather? Earn one pound every step you take, or a hundred pound every two hours. Now, I mean, well, I think this is really obvious, but then again, it depends. Like, if you don't like walking or something, I would rather earn a pound for every step because usually you walk like ten thousand steps a day, don't you? So... Yeah, I was singing. I was like, oh, my job would just be walking everywhere because each day you could just go at lunch or something for a two-hour walk. And then you get like, if you just did like like ten thousand steps a day, you're getting ten thousand pounds a day. Um, yeah, but if you're getting to, pa- to, if you get hundred pound an hour, that would be like per two hours. Oh, two hours. Mm. But then that'd still be twelve thousand pounds per day. So you'd have to walk more than twelve thousand steps per day for it to be worth going for the one thousand two hundred steps per day. <laughs> would it? One hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. GCSE maths. <laughs> oh yeah. But he's not doing GCSEs because he doesn't do anything. He's a random human. Okay. No, I actually passed my GCSEs about fifty years ago. Anyway, passed. Um, learn everything ten times faster, or instantly master a hundred things of your choosing. Instantly master a hundred things. Yeah. Learn things ten times faster because if you're in like a really scary actually no. I'm gonna say if you're in a really like hard um like someone's trying to kill you or something, you just like quickly learn um how to defend yourself. Yeah, but you should ten times faster. Instantly master You could instantly master how to win any fight and then you you wouldn't need to worry about anything like that. Okay, I'm going to ask the next question, but I need to go and get a drink. So, after this question, I won't talk for a sec. Would you rather be really ugly, but really um, like confident and self-loving of yourself, um, or be incredibly attractive, but hate your looks and feel like sad? Really ugly, but love myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But in your eyes, you wouldn't be really ugly, so. Exactly. It's like, for the first one, in your eyes, you'd be really beautiful, even if you are really ugly. But then in the second one, you'd think... But then you wouldn't even know if you were ugly. So exactly. Whereas in the second one, you'd think you were and ugly. And then people might tell you, but you won't believe yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So it's all good. You'd just be like, oh, everyone's lying. I'm actually um, a great person. Yeah. Next one. Would you rather be very good at write- uh, a very good writer or a very good artist? I'm gonna go with artist because it's just so really. It'd be an amazing artist. You could just 
Like, amazing artists can just paint anything they see. So they could just go on a walk and just see. You could, you could get money so easy. You could just walk in the street and say, I'll paint you amazingly for like 100 quid or something. And you can make much more, you can make but, much more money being an artist than a writer. No, but you could be like a songwriter. Also, if you um, I would say if you're like a good artist, you see like people they draw like a banana or something, and then they get like millions of pounds for it because people buy it. Oh my god, not going on about this again. So I would say being there's artist, a reason why it was expensive. If you're a really good artist, you can just draw like you can draw like some triangle that a kid in reception or like near one could do, and then you get millions of pounds. So actually, like a, actually yeah, that's a good point. that means you don't need to be a really good artist because as if you actually look at a lot of the artists, like some like little kid could have drawn it. So therefore, I'd be a really oh good yeah, writer. God, the thing is, you've got to have the Mona Lisa couldn't have been have drawn by a kid. It so people actually buy it. Because they only buy it if you're a good artist. Yeah, they're not going to buy it. You have to be like, Da Vinci painted a banana. People are going to pay for the artist. They don't pay for the art. They pay kind of for the artist. If you're an yeah. art collector, if even if you're a circle, that could be still be really rare if he drew one of them, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Uh, would you rather always be wrong, but always be right, but no one believes you and you're incapable of proving them right? Always be wrong. I feel like it'll just be less frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and mm. um, if if you're always right, but like no one believes you, it's sort of uh, a bit pointless. You're basically wrong yeah. anyway. Everyone thinks you're wrong, so you might as well be wrong. Um, would you rather never express or never feel emotions? Um. Hmm. So. I'd probably say, like, never express emotions because you'd still you still like have them in your head, but it just means like you might feel sad, but you just don't look that sad, which wouldn't really be that bad. Or you could feel really happy inside, but like you just don't show it. It's not it's not that bad. Whereas just being like some sort of emotionless robot, it'd be a bit <laughs> weird. It's sort of just a bit kind of creepy, yeah, a bit weird. I agree. So I think you've got to go. You still you'd rather have emotions than still be like a person. To not have emotions and be like some sort of cyborg or something. Would you rather fight against a big dog with bare hands or fight against a lion and you have a sword? When you say bare hands, do you mean lots of hands or hands with <laughs> like no gloves or anything? Or You know what I mean? No hands. No, nothing. Just your hands. Just your hands. Bare knuckle fighting. Okay. I'd probably rather fight against a big dog. Fight against a lion because it's going much, got... much harder. With a lion, you at least have something which could, like. Yeah, but it could also bite your head off. Not if you know how to, like. You're like. Hmm. Well, it depends. Because that's fight. What if the big dog was a really kind dog? That's true. And he doesn't want to fight. But what that's if it was. A, what, if it, what if the big lion. Was a non-aggressive lion. Well, I don't know. I just feel like dog to a chance. It. 
play the percentages. Would you rather have 10 years in jail or twenty or be, have 20 years in a coma? 10 years in jail. 20 years in a coma. Because if you're in jail, there's a probability of you getting killed. No. If you have a coma... What? You don't die all the time in jail. Only if you're annoying. No, but still like... Yeah. I still feel like it'd be quite depressing in jail. There's a pretty high probability of dying if you're in a coma. <laughs> No, let's say okay. Let's say you you live it for both of them. Maybe interested. Um, ten years in a jail. Yeah, so you're guaranteed to live. It'd be interesting. No, surely you'd rather be like twenty years in a coma because, like, uh, you wouldn't really. I'm not really sure how comas work, but basically, quite... would you rather you just you just like you just it's like you go to it's like you're dead for twenty thing. years and then you come back to life, kind of. Yeah, so for you, so, it yeah, there's like a long like twenty years. Someone's in a coma for like forty years. Basically, when you wake up, the last memory you remember was 40 years ago. Yeah, you've missed like 40 years of your life. Or 20 or whatever it was. And but to you, it would feel like you've just like gone to sleep. Yeah, but you'd be yeah, really scared. Or your family when you wake up, will be like old or dead. When you wake up, you'd look at yourself and you'd be like, why do I look so different? You'd be like really creeped out. Because in that 20 years, I don't know, there's a chance something bad, they give us coronavirus. They could have maybe, you know, if they wouldn't be able to do anything, they might have just abandoned you or something. Or <laughs> No, but like, like in the Captain America film, he woke up and everything had changed. Yeah. And it was like a modern city. So yes, they tried to fake And all his friends altar. were dead. And the love of his life were dead. But he saved yeah. the world, so I mean... Yeah, but then he still, he still feels sad then. <laughs> Would you rather be Captain America or... I can't think of a film character who was in a prison, but or like just a convict. I mean, a convict for ten years, and then you can just forget about it. Move yeah, I on. Suppose. Move to a different. Surely you country. can't. Surely you can't get a job though. Depends what you're in for. If you're in for mass murder, or if you're in for something. If you're in for mass murder, murder, I don't think you'd be in for ten years. If would you? If you're no, it doesn't say what the the thing is. It doesn't have to be accurate. You just have ten years in prison. If it, if you're in for like I don't know. Uh, Breaking into someone's house and robbing, so that'd be kind of fine, I guess. But if you kill someone, I would <laughs> yeah, rather Breaking news, break. no, but no, but you'd hate someone much more who killed someone than someone who robbed a place. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, breaking someone's house, it's fine. <laughs> would you rather spend the rest of your life from this moment forward indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like um. Like at one with nature. Yeah. How you wouldn't be able to sleep though. Sleep outside. Yeah. If you live in a hot country, it's all right, isn't it? You know, like yeah. I'm a celebrity. They sleep outside. Yeah. You you literally never watch I'm a Celebrity, but. Yeah, well. The Great Show. Exactly. Who 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 won last series? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch, I watched the, the first episode and then I got behind, so it was like every day. But anyway. Oh, it this. was, um, it was Jacqueline. Oh yeah, Jacqueline. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. that's that's the end of this section. Hope you liked it. Thank you for being here, Susie. No problem. And um, Thanks for having me. Going to the next section. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
Hello and welcome to the third or second part, if you don't include the intro, of the podcast. And the first five minutes, we've got something I'm going to call question time. Now for this, we've got we've had some, not some, we've had like two questions sent in. But if you want to send questions in, you can um, send us some in any way you can contact us. Or if you get the Anchor app, search for our podcast on there, the JNT podcast. And you can send a voice message in, so like, ask us. What's your favourite TV show or something? And we'll answer. We're going to start off with, which of the seven wonders of the world do you want to visit and why? Visit the most and why? So I've got two lists here. We're going to start with the old world, ancient world one, and the newer version. Okay. This is the old world list. The Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt, the only one that still exists. Colossus of Rhodes in Rhodes on the Greek island of the same name. Handing Gardens of Babylon in Babylon, obviously. Lighthouse of Alexandria in Egypt. Mausoleum at some place in Turkey. State of Zeus at Olympia in Greece. Or the Temple of Artemis in Ephesus. So out of those seven, I would like to go and see... Uh, the Great Pyramids in Giza because they're like just such a historic place and it's somewhere it's just like you've always seen it in photos but to actually go there and sort of see just amazing like how big they are I think that'd be like an amazing experience and that's why that's what I'd go for out of those seven and to, to be honest I've heard of a few of yours but that's definitely the most the most recognisable and the most um, famous for me out of those things. Hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Olympus Celeron, the statue of Zeus at Olympia. He looks amazing. It's just like it's his temple. I know it's still up because it was an ancient list, obviously. But if I could see it, let's say in the ancient times, I'd go and see it. it's this temple. It's like this massive figure of Zeus sitting on a chair. Zeus is the I believe Greek god of thunder and the you know, Greek god of thunder, I think, and lightning. And um, he sat on a chair and it's a massive sculpture and it just looks amazing. I'm, I'm quite interested in like Greek and Roman gods and Greek mythology. But anyway, now we're going to look at um, the newer list, which is the one that most people are familiar with. So we've got um, the catacombs of catacombs of Komel Shokafa, which I've never heard about before, but yeah. Which country Which a lot of you mostly know in the centre of Rome in Italy. Which country? Wait. First one in, sorry. Alexandria, Egypt. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, the Catacombs one, the Colosseum in Italy, Great Wall of China, which we've actually been to, in um, built across the historical northern borders of China, Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Turkey, Leaning Tower of Pisa in Pisa, Italy, Porcelain Tower of Nanjing, located in the south bank of external... Oh, in China. Or Stonehenge in England. Now I'm just going to go through this and you can go through them after. So the catacombs of Kamel Shokafa, I won't go to that. 
because I looked at the picture, it looks kind of interesting, but maybe, maybe I'll go, but that's not the one I'm going to choose. Coliseum. Mm, I don't think I'll go to that because I've seen it in pictures. I want to get something that I've not really like heard of or know much about. Over the hidden jet. Waiting on China. I've been there. Um, it's amazing. So obviously, I've already been there, so I'm not going to choose that. Um, Hagia Sophia. I'll come back to you at the end. Uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa. Seen that as well. But that was um, pretty good, yeah. The Porcelain Tower of Nanjing, which is basically a the former temple. It's a historical site. It was constructed in the 15th century, but it was uh, mostly destroyed in the 19th century. But the one that I go to is Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Turkey. It looks absolutely amazing. It's just like, let's let's read about it. Um, it's the former Greek cathedral. Then it turned into an imperial mosque and now it's a museum. And it was built in AD 537. And it was was the world's largest building and the engineering marvellous of its time. And it looks amazing. It's got four it's got a main dome in the middle. And it's like kind of a church mixed with a mosque. Mixed with like modern architecture. But it looks quite interesting. And uh which one would you choose out of them? So yeah, I've been to the Great Wall of China and the and the Leaning Tower of Pisa as well. And they're both amazing. If I hadn't have been to any of these places, I would have said I would like to go to Great Wall of China. But I have already seen that. So, Flex. the one I would go for, it, which is a bit embarrassing because I thought you weren't going to say it, is the same one as you, is the one in Istanbul. Not only to actually see, of course, obviously the, you know, the, the, monu- the, the monument and this massive building, but I think Istanbul, from what I've read and what I've seen, is one of the most impressive cities in the world because it's it's where Europe and Asia basically meet each other. So it's sort of like an amazing meeting point of two different cultures and continents. And it's like an amazing city with so much going on, like amazing food, amazing sights and everything. So I would definitely, I'd love to go to Istanbul. Um, I think it's like an amazing place to be able to visit. And the second one I'd probably go for, if I had to pick a... Um, a second from that list. Second is I think the Colosseum in Rome. It's mm-hmm. it's a bit of an obvious choice, but it's so famous that I feel like if you had the opportunity to go and look at that, you wouldn't turn it down because it's such. Um, okay, we've already, we've already moved on. Fantastic place. We're seven minutes and the sections are full. So, um, I was only going to be five minutes initially, but I've got the next question. Hang on, can I go off script for a second? I want to ask another question. We didn't have a script, but okay. Um, what, what if you could pick any country in the world that you've not been to to visit? Uh, which country would you like to visit? I would like to visit. Um, hmm. I'd like to visit. You say this one first, because I'm still thinking. Okay, I've got a little bit of a list, so I can uh, give give you some... You said which one. You can't just do more. So, the first first place I'd like to go to that I've never been to is Australia. 
because it's literally on the opposite side of the world. It's basically like as far as you can get away from Britain as possible. So um, it's like completely different. But also, while it's completely different, it's, it's quite similar to Britain. Obviously, everyone speaks English, but it's so warm and there's so much stuff to see there. Yeah, I think it'd be a really nice place to visit. And people always say like people that are really friendly. Um, so that is the first place. Ooh. And I'd say the second place that I would like to visit that I've never been to would be... Don't well, say mine. Actually, do you want to say... You can say yours first. You say yours first. Mine? I didn't think... I, had to search, I was searching up like, oh, uh, best for wildlife because there was one, but I just couldn't remember what it was. There was the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador. They're amazing, 600 miles off the coast of Ecuador. And they've got um, penguins, swimming, vegetarian, iguanas, giant tortoises, and loads more. Um, it's got a lot of human history. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Um, there's not, not many um, humans has made it, like, really good for... Sorry, uh, but really good for animals to live with them. There's just loads of amazing wildlife. And would you like to say your second... Okay, I think I would like to visit um, the country of Madagascar, of Africa, because you love you love the animation. <laughs> because because I want to be in the film. No, because uh, apparently the wildlife there is amazing, and it's like a whole different world compared to obviously what we used to in Britain, like different weather and different landscape and everything like that. And I think we really like cool. A new environment and be cool, be hard, new or... landscape uh, to to discover. But I have to admit, I don't know too much about it. I, I guess it's probably really expensive. But I, I think if like that would be an amazing place to go to if, if that was possible. Um, my second one, and then after this, I promise we'll move on. The um, the Amazon Basin. 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 Basil. Basin. Um, I've got here only 40% of the area drained by the mighty Amazon River is in Brazil. These, um, you can visit them in several other countries, blah blah blah. But basically, it's just if you've you know, if you know what Amazon rainforest is, um, I think wait, it's Amazon the Basin part of Amazon, Amazon rainforest, are they the same thing? I think so. I said all oh, okay, but uh, it's known for having loads of trees and plants and wildlife yeah it's really amazing to get up close to animals and stuff like that take pictures but anyway i'd just like to say we might actually we'll, we'll do some quick questions but no we can let this section run over i'm sure the people are listening will love extra content okay well anyway next um moving away from question time which i want to say is really good i thought we had so... another question sent in oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um, what's your favourite cheese? It's got to be melted camembert. If that's the, is that what it's called? I think it's camembert. Was that the actual question? That's that. Yeah. What's your favourite cheese? All oh, right, right. Uh, uh, camembert because if you melt it and have it with um, bread, it's just so nice. I swear it's not called camembert. It's called um. Oh dear. Maybe it is. I can't remember. I, I'm not very... Wait, wait, wait. Melted. It's sort of like a melted cheese, but it's warmed up. Is it called, like, raclette? It's called raclette, isn't it? No, it's melted camembert. Oh, okay. I've searched up. I'm pretty sure it can be otherwise known as a raclette. 
you know. But yeah, I think you can make some at home. So I might try that, but obviously <laughs> maybe not now because you don't have any camembert cheese. But I've just found like different recipes and stuff. And looks really good. Surely melted camembert. If you've got camembert cheese, can't be that hard of a recipe. No, you have to put like you, you you're supposed to like layer it because you know in the cheese it's like it's they keep the skin on the top. Oh yeah. And then you yeah. So you have to make sure you like you don't just put you don't just warm it up. You have to actually properly cook it. I have to put olive oil and rosemary. Okay. Um, what's is what's your favourite cheese? Well, it's a bit unorthodox. It's a bit um, a bit so marmite. It's a bit love it or hate it. I think I, I'm going to go for brie. Like some people say, it's, it's horrible. Good with grapes. It's it's so nice. Like if you like spread that on some, let's say a, a cracker. Oh, we don't need that bread. Or and then have some grapes with it or something. Oh, it's just it is beautiful. It's so much better than other other cheeses. Like it is beautiful. If you've only ever eaten a Stilton, absolutely. Or no, if you've only ever sorry, if you've only ever eaten cheddar, like that's the most basic cheese ever. Um, this sounds so posh, but did just, you, did, like, did you, you need to open your that? eyes to the brie and no, taste the new, brie. I read a news story that this that the factory making exploded. All that was left was debris. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, now we've got so that's the end of question time. I was going to say, send your questions in. They're really good questions. Yeah, more um, questions like them, please. I mean, the cheese one, even though it was like weird, it was actually pretty good, I'm going to be honest. Now we've got, we tried Guess the Logo last time, that was all right. Guess the film by the title, something we might do in a future episode. We're going to do what, te- what technology, sorry, what are your technological predictions for the future? What do you think? Let's start off with phones. Hundred years from, let's say, yeah, hundred years from now. What do you think phones are gonna change? What new advancements will there be? I don't think phones will exist in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be some sort of new technology to communicate, and phones will be outdated by then. Probably just be like communicating, just using thought signals from our brains or something like that. I believe one useful idea that could be implemented is A, things are kind of, everything it seems still seems the same, but technology is vastly improved. So the screens are still the same, the phones are still kind of the same function, but you've got like amazing chips and amazing speed. And I think, I think, I think everyone is going to have foldable phones by then, everyone. Because we've seen Samsung roll out some foldable phones. Apple potentially wrongs them out, but like only some companies have done that, but they're slightly edging towards foldable phones. Another one is that we have like a holographic phone. So this chip you bring with you and it projects like a hologram in front, front, keep saying front of you, and you can like use it and then you turn off the hologram, put it in your pocket. It's a small, really small. I completely disagree with you because I think foldable phones will not become popular, will never become popular. Um, I think they will go we'll the same see. way. Years, won't we? no, they will go the same way as a 3D TV. Who was ever right? Do you remember 3D TV a few years ago? Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's the next next big thing." People What's 3D love it. TV? Well, exactly. You don't even know. What is it? What is Basically, it? Basically, a few exactly. years a few years ago, they came up with this idea that you could have a TV, which if you wore the 3D glasses, it would give you 3D. You know, you'd be able to watch. No, no, there wasn't. That wasn't a massive. That's just virtual reality. No, people at the time thought you'd watch everything in 3D. 
people at the time thought um, that in they the future you'd be watching everything in 3D. I never heard anyone talking, thinking that was what the idea of the virtual reality. If you're talking about a Microsoft HoloLens... No, that's not what I'm talking that... about. The 3D TV, which was like an act with normal television, but just you could watch 3D things on it. So like a, like watching 3D at a cinema, but in TV form, everyone said that was going to be the next big thing. Oh. Everyone would have... I don't remember anyone talking about that. But we'd be watching yeah. 3D football, 3D movies every day. Never happened. I bet you hardly find anyone nowadays who has those 3D silly glasses and a 3D TV at home because... People thought they were the next two thing and they weren't. What are your technological predictions for the future with cars? What do you think is going to change? Well, I think it's going to change. It's going to be going to be a full electric future. You're probably going to go like, oh, what's what might not happen? But I think it will happen because we've always seen everyone like vowing, lots of the government and vowing, even if they might not reach it, this will make them have to make efforts to go zero car emissions by 2030 or 2040 or wherever it was. So we could definitely see that, and I don't think there's going to be. There's also the this thing, this idea that Elon Musk proposed, which could be used more widely, which is that, um, which is that this thing that kind of goes underground. I can't remember what it's called, but it's this little car that goes like underground, and it's super fast, as fast as a train. But you like, you look, I think I don't know if you're sitting there, but it's like an underground train, but it's like a little pod that just goes under. It's like a pod that goes underground on this rail individuals you're in your own little pod and it goes really quick so it's much easier than train station just this little electric thing that moves what do you think cars will be like so it's inevitable that all car in the future all cars are going to be electric i am inevitable every car in the future is going to be electric because that's the only option if you want to save the planet so it's i'd say at least maybe about at least 20 30 years every car is going to be electric and I'm just going to use this as a um, to say what. Well, firstly, I don't like Elon Musk, but I just think yeah, well, you don't start going on about him. I think we're um, not going to focus on Elon Musk. We're going to focus on cars. I think the Teslas and that kind of thing. What's going to happen in the future is because more people will move towards electric. Hopefully, is um, the electric cars will become cheaper. They won't just be expensive Teslas. There'll be cheaper cars available for everyone, which means that you won't have to be rich to have an electric car. You can just be a normal person with your electric car that's the normal price and this means that the planet will be able to be saved and right okay the global warming we'll move on happen. because we're dragging towards 20 minutes nearly and they said we don't want to drag on but yeah last thing technological advancements within home do you think that smart home is going to catch on and will we still have light switches or will we just be able to go in every home turn the light off turn the light on because t- a lot of people, I know you're wary of like government listening and stuff, but I don't, a lot of people are still buying Amazon products and Amazon Echoes and stuff like that. I can see lights and sort of things like things like automatic lights, automatic heating, all that kind of stuff coming more popular. I'm not so convinced about having someone in your in your room or in your house listening to you the whole time. I know someone in your room. I know they could do that with your phone anyway, but. Just the thought of having anything you say in your room or anything you say in your house basically potentially being passed on to the government or being passed on to another company who could sell that. I know mean, obviously they say. Okay, let's not, creep, let's not creep everyone out. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish my point. Oh, I know obviously that's not what they say, mm. is that they do, but 
there has been like occasions where they've handed it over to court cases and all that kind of stuff. And I just don't really feel very comfortable with the prospect of having myself be constantly recorded while I'm at home. Well, okay, moving on. Um, maybe like section a bit longer than normal, but it was it was quite nice. I'm a little bit of a serious one, but yeah, we'll move on to watching watching this and I've got amazing ones, so keep listening. Hello and welcome to the third part of the podcast, the nearly last part if you don't include the intro. Or maybe the fourth part, if you include the outro, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, we're going to suggest some things to watch, listen, things to learn. First, we're going to do start with things to watch. Now, I have a lot of things to recommend for us to watch. Um, firstly, it's basically like live streams. And I'm going to go into this a bit more, but loads of YouTube channels do live streams. Starting off with Brave Wilderness. You don't know who they are. YouTube channel with 16 mil subs. They do... Um, they do basically it's about like animals that are like oh getting stung by a bullet ants they go into like the water with um dolphins and stuff like that and they're like an kind of educational but they're like really quite interesting and they do live streams called ask a biologist every school basically kind of school day so monday to friday at 6 p.m um on the on their youtube channel but you have to subscribe to them because otherwise, for some reason, it doesn't pop up as like a video. But um, it's only member only, which I have to pay money for, which I wouldn't pay money for. But um, it's free if you watch it like while live stream. But in the live stream, they have the the main guy, and then they have this biologist where each time they like tell you a bit about an animal, and it's really interesting. They give you loads of facts on it, stuff you can do. And I'm going to move on to another live stream, which is Marvel. So I absolutely love Marvel. And there's something called Dan Q's Morning Warm-Up. And he has a special guest. Like a, he might not be into this, but if you're into Marvel, he has a special comic writer. So he has, like, Ryan Stengren. Um, and he talks to them about the comic. It's quite long, but it's nice having the background, maybe while you're working or, I don't know, reading a... I don't know, just doing something. It's a learning the Rubik's Cube, as I do. Um, if you have it on in the background... They talk for like one to two hours about like their life, what comics they've done, and he also does a drawing. You can like watch him draw live. It's pretty interesting. Um, and then there's another Marvel every Tuesday at either the Dan Q's morning warm up is not actually in the morning. It's in the evening, but I don't actually know what day it is because it varies. There's one on Wednesday and there's one on Monday. I think he said the next one is next Wednesday. So. Just subscribe and you'll get that. But Tuesday at six or eight o'clock, and I think it's six o'clock, there is um a draw draw like draw something, so like draw Deadpool live. And that's quite interesting. And I'm gonna that there's streams that I recommend that are really good. There's also let's say you don't really get much exercise, it's good to do PE with Joe in the morning. Base uh Joe Wicks. Uh, work out in the morning. And I'm going to move on to Melody Sheet, which is, I really like his YouTube channel. It's a um, film producer, John D. Boswell, and he has a um, YouTube channel where he does like time lapse of the universe and he, he does really good animation and music and he talks about what will happen to the universe 
potentially, like theories. And he doesn't really talk. He gets animations of what might happen and puts scientists, like, voices over it. And he has different things. He recently released Secret History of the, the Moon. He has... It's really interesting. Um, is there anything that you recommend to watch, Jim? Um, so I've got another live... Uh, a sort of live stream to throw into the mixer, and that is the virtual pub quiz channel. That's on the main one is on Thursday nights, but there's other sort of specialist ones and other ones throughout the week. But that's basically if you're missing um, doing a pub quiz or some kind of quiz during the week, that's on. You can do that with your friends or with your family, you know, with whoever you want. Um, you can do that quiz at home. The questions are good. It's not. It's not too easy. Not too hard. It's a good level of difficulty, and yeah, I've really enjoyed that. And another YouTube channel that I would recommend. Found out about this one recently. Is called the Proper People, oh. and what they do is they explore abandoned places, but without like normally all these abandoned YouTubers are like, oh my god, we found ghosts. Oh my god, I almost died. It's like without that. So it's just normal really chilled but they look around some sort of fascinating places there was one where they looked at basically a a massive sort of city or like um industrial uh, buildings that was just completely abandoned and it was a really massive scale and they just walked around that completely no one there it'd been stopped building and they were pretty much the only people there It's, it's sort of slightly creepy but also really interesting there was also um, abandoned water park and an abandoned theme park with no one in there and it, it's it's really interesting to see what what things are like when they're just left with no one there right. but the the way they film them is is really uh, sort of chilled and but also really interesting so that's called the YouTube channel The Proper People is what I definitely recommend right something you can do what I've done today which I found quite satisfying that I've done but I'll create like a planner of the day might think, oh, planner, boring, just chill all day. But I've got like, oh, nine o'clock, wake up and stuff, breakfast, work, lunch, and as um, like um, ask a biologist, six o'clock, evening, chill. Um, and oh yeah, another thing I'd say you can watch on Twitch. If you're into Warhammer, I don't know if you're into Warhammer because only small people are that might live probably listen to the stream. Into Warhammer on Twitch, they do lots of streams throughout the week. You have like a breakfast stream, nine o'clock, you have one at four, I think, four pm, one at six pm. They just talk about Warhammer, you can ask questions on Twitch. So you look at their Twitch, Games Workshop Twitch. Um, and also, I've been trying to learn to program a little bit. I've gone through various sources of like things you can, websites and stuff. Because at first I thought programs are a bit boring. When you have the right course and stuff that can make it like more kind of modern and nice design, it can be fun to learn. So I'd say, first of all, if you want to learn programming, learn Python. And to learn Python, there's various things you can use. And um, but don't don't use any paid services. And make sure you do like this. Make sure you do programming computer. And what I use is there's two things. There's Free Code Camp, which is amazing. On their YouTube channel, they have videos. Or on their freecodecamp.org, they have loads of like courses there. They have a four-hour Python video goes through all of Python, no adverts, and it's just really good. And they do basically every single programming language. And yeah, and then the other thing I recommend for programming is 
Code Academy. Now that is paid for the pro version, but it's actually free if you for some of them. But if you log in, they'll say everything's pro. But wait, wait a week, and you you should get an email, and it should say like, oh, um, let me just get the email up right here. This is welcome to Code Academy. Um, you're at the beginning of a learning process. Blah 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 blah. And there's like a free course, learn how to code today. Six hours is how it takes to code. But don't be like, oh, six hours, that's ages. You can just do maybe half an hour a day. Even if you did even if you did just a tiny bit, like twenty minutes or ten minutes a day, you'd still by the end of the month you'd probably have learned the code. If you just did it every day, then maybe on Sundays the weekends you're like an hour and a bit. But yeah, do their course. Learn to how to code. It's the course on Code Academy. For the voice cracking, but um, sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, the plan it's really good. Keep a plan of everything you're going to do in the day, and then because then it lets you work for like if you're going to do um homework or if you go to like a certain workplace and you've got been doing you, you work at a programming workplace and you have to do a program, you could do that, and then by the end of it, you'll feel really good because on your plan, it might say, Oh, evening chill. So you're working towards that evening where you could do whatever you want. Um, and it's also good to have something in the week where you're doing something creative. So maybe a Sunday, designate an hour for just drawing. And if you think you're bad at drawing, maybe just do some origami, build something. But yeah. And also make sure to go outside. But um, we're going to move on to... Wait, what, what, what are you doing, Jim? That isn't watching, listening, or something to do with technology. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I tried to cut in because I literally just asked you a question. But continuing from the programming thing, there's something called Arduino. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like it's programming a, um, what do you call it, Jim? What's Arduino? It's like a physical thing that you program. I don't know. You're the one doing it. Okay. Well, it's, it's a physical, what am I trying to say? Like if you get something with a light on and you program it in the computer to turn the light on when you press a button. It's that kind of thing. And you can program it to do even bigger things. Like it has the thing that I'm using comes like a little display. So you can get it to display like the time, create your own little clock. So yeah, that's a fun thing to do. But what are you learning to do in this spare time, Jim? I'm becoming an a child. An expert football manager player. Is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously. Um, that was serious, the football manager. I've uh, been reading quite a bit. I suppose just <laughs> sort of like the sort of things you'd, norm- you'd normally wouldn't have time to do, but like you'd have to do all the time. So I don't know, maybe like there's this one job you always need to do, or like one thing you need to find, or like something you need to sort out, whatever. Just like you might as well get around to it now. Um, maybe like sorting out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> doing doing something that you've um, you've not had the time to do previously. Oh, actually, I've learned a bit of uh, basic Spanish. Um, oh. so, uh, hola. What is this? El Papa de Joel. Uh, the dad of something. I'm not choosing a random name. El Papa de Joel. Uh, Joel's dad. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, muy bien. 
Anyway, um, what have you been? What music do you like? I'm gonna. Sorry, I'll start off first, which is the same person that rec- that I recommend for Timeless of the Universe, Melody Sheep, John Dubois. Well, he has an album called The Music of Sound, and it's it doesn't have it. It's not him singing. It's like he's like music producing. He sounds sounds from the real world. So like maybe just a kit in a hit in a can, or wait, hang on, did someone say hitting a can? Why do you have a can? But I don't want to know. Anyway, it's, it's just a really good, like, it's got just a nice chill thing. If you're in the evening, just put it on, the music of sound, the album. If you're still aware, just listen to it. Listen to the first two tracks, and I assure you, you'll like it. What music are you listening to? Um, well, I'm going to recommend who I think is the best rap artist in the UK. Maybe, maybe in the world, but I think Dave... His album Psychodrama oh, no, is really, really good. It's his debut album, um, and the lyrics to that are actually amazing. Like some rappers, uh, not naming names, Drake, um, just sort of like rap about like, random stuff or like just auto tune or whatever. Um, but mumble rap. Yeah, but Dave. Good going, good going. Dave's stuff that uh, he raps about is actually it's like really, it's really good. Um, it actually has meaning. But then some of the tunes absolute like absolute bangers as well. So but all the, more because you want like like Lil Pump is just like oh lemon with a guitar, bass layer, clarinet stand, piece of paper stuck to a magnetic whiteboard, lights powered by six volt charger. Look at that. I know what I just did. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Dave is really versatile, um, but also they're like, on, for example, there's like some of the songs in the album. One well, is one song that's ten minutes, and it's like a proper story and everything. So I think maybe if you want a little introduction into rappers or whatever, um, yeah, he's my favorite, and that is definitely my favorite album. I'd say a really nice tool that you can use is oh god that's gonna have to download um get garage band if you're not even into music you can just it has a little electronic drum on the screen and one of the best features i like to use i'm just gonna demo live right now is the microphone because let's say i let's turn the metronome off let's go on um fun extreme tuning Let's just sing something. Uh. Let's have a listen to that back. Um. Wait a sec. Hmm? That's failed. Wait, wait, wait a sec. But anyway, uh, using GarageBand is really fun. They've also got live loop things. So if you download... Um, this thing that has little tracks and you can like play them all together to create a nice mix. But yeah, I said I'd do that thing. So let's go. Um, I just had some pie. Very nice. Right. Let's change that to extreme tuning. I just had some pie. Very nice. <laughs> Do you want to say some more stuff, okay? 
Light bulb, light bulb, Nerf gun, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, hat, a light bulb, wardrobe, radiator, towel, clarinet, music stand, and B. No. Okay, let's listen to that lovely music mix all together. I just had some pie. Very nice. Light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, hat, a light bulb, wardrobe. Radiator, towel, clarinet, music stand, and B. No. <laughs> Sound like a little pump. Sound like an up and coming DJ Khaled. Um, I, I might, for next episode, I might just like say one of his songs with extreme tuning on and then just play it. I can put the fire onto this um, thing. But anyway, let's go on to the outro. <laughs> um, yeah. Hello and welcome. I'm not saying welcome, but it's the end of the podcast. Um, thank you for listening. And it's a bit of a technical issue, but no one cares because it's the minute at the end. And the reason we didn't record one last week, well, we didn't record one last week, but the, there were audio issues and we didn't really plan it that well. But this week, it was so much better, I think. I'm pretty pleased with this. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, um, you are as well. We know they are because. Everyone loves our content. I'm joking. I'm not going to be cocky, but anyway, next next week, I promise you, 100, percent we'll have a podcast out unless one of us dies. But we'll have a podcast out unless one of us dies our hair red. Then we'll definitely be doing one. But next week we'll have one, and I need to come with something to end the podcast with because you have YouTubers like Brave Wilderness, like Be Brave, Stay Wild, and I'll see you next episode. Let's say, hmm. I think what we would say is. Um... Subscribe, send any questions in. If and you haven't say, enjoyed the question you know, this week. Say, subscribe, 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 rate, review. And we'll see you in the next episode, Kenji. We'll see you in the next episode.